welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Dia. So today we have a very exciting astrology episode, but it's not just about regular astrology. We're taking a deeper dive into astrology in terms of self-empowerment and self-realization. And I'm so excited to have our guest, Larimar, here on the Pass Back to You podcast, and it felt super synchronistic. I actually wrote down in my manifestation journal that I wanted to invite an astrologer to come talk to us on this podcast. So I was randomly watching videos on YouTube one day just for my own sake when I stumbled upon Larimar's video. What she was saying really, really resonated with me. So I felt this nudging coming from my gut, so to speak, and I just knew I had to reach out to her. I did, and thankfully she replied and agreed to come onto the podcast to talk astrology with us. Larimar is an astrologer, author, YouTuber, musician, designer, and she basically learns and explores all these different modalities to help her and others meet the best version of themselves. She's a super creative powerhouse and dabbles in all these different aspects, so I'm very excited to have her on today. So Larimar, I would love our listeners to get to know you a little bit, uh, and so if you'd like to share your background and maybe something that's currently making you super excited at the moment... Sure. Uh, so first of all, thank you so much for having me, Dia. And I'm really glad, by the way, I'm really glad that I popped up synchronistically to help confirm that you're good at manifestation. I know you mentioned that you were uh, hoping to talk to astrologers. To tell you a little bit of my background, I create spiritual contents related to self-empowerment and motivation. And I also like to express myself artistically through music and fashion. And personally, astrology has been one of my favorites that allowed me to deepen my self-awareness in addition to tarot cards. So these are what you can find from my YouTube channel. And I know it seems like I'm doing a lot of different things, but really what I'm doing is just following my passion uh, to tell you a little bit of my personal story, I was born and raised in Korea and moved to Northern America when I was 16 to go to high school and then studied economics at UC Berkeley. And then I got a corporate finance job. But around that time, I went through like a major spiritual awakening, which eventually led me to shift my career like 180 degrees. Cool. So it sounds like you went through a pretty big shift. Um and I love that. I feel like it's almost a collective thing where a lot of people are transitioning from, you know, corporate jobs into actually pursuing something that really, you know, sparks their passion and curiosity. Um, so can you maybe talk about, did you notice there was any astrological influences that kind of helped you through this transition or that marked this period of transition for you? Yeah, absolutely. So at the time, a lot of my internal belief systems radically changed and I was so fascinated to find out that astrology, uh, my astrological birth chart demonstrated the type of, ch the type of changes I've been through. So it really helped me stay grounded. And yeah, I learned so much about myself, looking within myself and applying astrological perspective. And there were so many astrological placements that indicated a sudden shift in my career and relocation. And I moved three times in a, in a year, which was kind of crazy. And yeah, so personally, I was so fascinated to find how accurately my life events 
have been demonstrated from astrological perspective. Because I know that there are some people, maybe some of you listening right now, that don't know the full depth of astrology and what it can really show us. So um, everybody, of course, knows about their sun sign, presumably, but there's so much more to it that it really takes studying and thorough, deep research to be able to have these kind of aha moments where you go, oh, okay, maybe there is something to this. You know, I think a lot of people dismiss astrology because they've only kind of seen the surface, which is also why I wanted to invite you on to chat with us. So for this particular episode, I know that a lot of you listeners might be familiar with astrology. Some of you might only know the basics, but today we want to focus on the aspects of your birth chart that specifically deals with self-empowerment and self-realization. So in particular with today's episode, I really wanted um, Larimar to talk to us more about houses in astrology, which isn't something that everybody's familiar with, myself included, um, houses as well as planets in regards to astrology and how those more in-depth aspects might affect us on a um, day-to-day level, who we are, how we show up, and how we navigate through the world. You know, if you've always felt something deeply, but no one told you what that was, perhaps looking at these aspects might give you a clearer understanding and some kind of affirmation as to why you've been feeling a certain way that was never affirmed before. So before we dive deeper into today's episode for personal empowerment and realization with astrology, if you are listening right now and you want to use your own birth chart as a reference, do feel free to pause this episode and you can either go to astro.com, which is a bit more of an in-depth, heavy-duty website, or if you want something that's easier to read or look at, you can also go to cafeastrology.com. Once you have your own natal chart or your birth chart ready, I'm just going to jump into some questions for Larimar. So first question, of course, is what is astrology in your opinion? So in my opinion, astrology is the study of planetary movements and positions. And what's interesting is planets are always rotating around the sun at a different speed. And the ancient people recognize certain patterns and its effects on our mundane lives. So Larimar, how would you describe astrology if you only could use three words? Personal celestial GPS. That sounds super magical. (laughs) So can you tell us exactly when you say GPS, what do you mean? How does this GPS work? Sure. So when you're born, you get a birth certificate. But but in astrology, you get a birth chart, which is a planetary snapshot at the time of your birth from your birth location. So basically, it shows your built-in qualities, your strengths and weaknesses, potentials, learning curves, challenges, and so to speak, faded events. Uh, So I like to think of astrology as a celestial GPS because (laughs) when you look up something on Google map, you see the map and it shows the shortcut and what's in front of you and whether you can go straight or whether you need to go around. So earlier in the episode, Um, Larimar and I talked about these things called houses in a person's chart. So can you tell us a little bit more of what are houses exactly? 
Sure. So houses represent specific areas of your life. And when you look at your birth chart, it looks like a pizza with 12 different pieces. Mm -hmm. So each piece represents one house. So a pizza representing different aspects and areas of our lives. And could you please really quickly go through what each of these slices or these houses represent in a person's life? Yeah, so the first house represents all about you, your personality, life path, characteristics, traits, and even your physical appearance. The second house represents what you value. Anything that is valuable is classified as the second house, and that includes money, resources, time, and energy. And the third house represents your siblings, communications, neighbors, and short trips, and your general learning abilities. So to me, um, with what you just said, I feel like the third house is almost like your immediate environment in a way. Exactly. Yeah, uh uh-huh. Um, And then what about the fourth house? So fourth house represents your shelter, your family, and it's one of the most private space. It rules your emotional foundation, but on external level, it also rules your physical house, property, and even vehicle, interestingly. And the fifth house represents your love, your love interest, and anything that you love, it includes your hobbies and your inner child, and your actual kids, if you have. Mm-hmm. And also kind of like creative babies, right? Yes. Yeah. So the sixth house represents your daily routine and work environment and health habits and all sorts of challenges and solutions that you face throughout your life. So the seventh house rules your relationships, both romantic and business partnerships and marriage to to point out the difference between the fifth house and seventh house the fifth house is about your romance love interest and the seventh house is a long-term relationship Mm -hmm. so the fifth house is like flirtatious and 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 almost like fun and lighthearted and seventh house is like committed commitments committed relationships Yes. Okay. Let's see. What about the eighth house and what that represents for us? The eighth house represents your subconsciousness. And it's one of the most challenging and profound and deep, uh, deep areas of your life. So it represents your traumas, fears, and power and your ability to heal. And on an external level, it represents all sorts of life reversal crisis, like Mm -hmm. accidents birth and death and so on. Um, And what about the ninth house? The ninth house represents your belief systems and attitude, education, mentors, teacher figures. So it represents higher knowledge, philosophical or spiritual knowledge. It is not always related to spirituality. Anything that allows you to see more and expand your awareness is part of the ninth house an external level it can represent your college degree and what about the 10th house so the 10th house represents your career public persona and recognition and how how other people perceive you 
yeah, so the 11th house represents your income and community, friends, long-term visions, dreams, and achievements. The 12th house represents your hidden private self, as well as your potentials and creativity, spirituality, your ability to relax. Okay, so now that we've covered very loosely the basics um, of some things that we might want to know before diving into the the meat of this episode, which is looking at each person's birth chart or natal chart, specifically in relation to self-empowerment and self-realization. Um, I just want to let you guys know that I have links that you can find at the on the blog post for Laramar's website, as well as her social media. She does offer products as well as services like readings and things like that. So make sure you check it out. Um, I'm going to have all of that linked in the blog post. Yes. Um, Okay. So now in regards to self-empowerment and self-realization, I think of course, it's always good to look at the entire chart, but for the purpose of this episode today, would you say there are any specific houses that are pretty important when it comes to those two? Yeah. So I would like to suggest three different ways of looking at your chart to find your true potentials and become more self-empowered. The first one is looking at the house where your sun is located. Uh, Pull up your birth chart and see in which house your sun is located. Mm -hmm. Because the sun kind of embodies your your core identity. So Mm -hmm. imagine if you think about the sun, I mean, this is just my own um, imagination. Imagine the sun being this bright thing that gives power energy in the sky so if you have your sun in a certain house it kind of illuminates that particular house as well as adding your own personal personal identity and expression into that house yes like turning the lights on yes and when you think of the physical properties of the sun sun is literally the center of our solar system and created it created um, it gravitates all the planets, creating the system. So wherever wherever your sun is located in your birth chart, it gets self-empowered and it gains the leadership position. So you be, you can become self-sufficient in, in that, that area. Corresponding area, yes. Mm-hmm. And what are the two other things that we can look out for? The second one is the fifth house because both fifth house and fifth signs are related to sun. Even if you don't have anything in the fifth house, like it still shows the clues about how you can express yourself creatively and activate your potentials. So one of the things that you said we can do is by looking at where the sun is sitting in our chart. So can you tell us a little bit more about why that is a important or prominent component to looking at our own personal empowerment and self-realization? Sure. It's because the sun represents your identity, creativity, and our like superpower, so to speak. So whenever wherever sun is located, that area becomes lightened up. When you think of self-empowerment, it is all about becoming self-sufficient and owning our own light, spreading our light to the world. Mm -hmm. So 
when you look at the house where the sun is located, you can consciously acknowledge what kind of gifts you have. Um, I think whatever we focus grows. So the more we acknowledge our gifts or potentials, at least for me, it helped me develop those qualities in a conscious way. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is also why I love any type of self-discovery tools, which I consider astrology to be one, um, any kind of like personality type, you know, human design, stuff like that. Because the more you know yourself, the more aligned you will feel in everything you do and the more, the better decisions you can make on which paths to take, especially when you're, you know, at, at a fork in the road or something like that. And I think a lot of, a lot of times people kind of navigate through life very unconscious and unaware and we're just functioning at the level of like the things that's been taught to us and programmed in our, in our subconscious or even unconscious um, these like belief systems and I think sometimes it takes becoming an adult and like hitting some rock bottoms or feeling really stuck to start to look into these modalities of like discovering yourself or rediscovering yourself you know and then the shift happens where you realize why some things hasn't worked because you didn't even really see you you know, in its full expression or the truth of, of who you are and what you really love and, you know, where your path is, I think. So the sun is important. Yes. <laughs> so that's super interesting about the sun. And I, I totally see what you mean, where when this is expressed, aka dominant in an area in your life, it sort of illuminates that area. So I want to give our listeners a few examples. So Let's pick a random one. Um, let's say if someone has the sun in their third house, how would that show up um, in terms of the chart? So if the sun is in the third house, this person is gifted in the matters of the third house. And that includes communication, marketing, commercial activities, and team playing, just to name a few. So the best way to even further develop these qualities is to allow yourself to learn more, speak, write more, read, and share your knowledge and engage with your community. Um, and there's a secret of the sun, according to the ancient astrology. The true potentials of the sun starts activating when we get close to the age of 30. So when you are younger than 30 and you think you haven't figured out your gifts or strengths, don't worry about it because there are certain things that resolve in time and life experience. Yes, totally. Yeah. <laughs> so what if I have so what if someone has the beautiful, bright, shining sun in the house that people are scared of, like the eighth house, which deals with, if I remember correctly, birth, death, rebirth, and transformation, mm -hmm. that kind of Mm -hmm. energies so the type of people ruled by the eighth house are like occultist astrologers tarot mm -hmm. readers mm -hmm. or anyone who investigates something researchers or dealing with any confidential information it could be like a financial analyst those people can give you a lot of insights and kind of illuminates your mind. And the eighth house represents mutual funds. So whenever you collaborate with someone. 
So we're just going to cover those two examples for now. I know some of you are probably looking at your chart going, oh, no, they didn't cover mine, um, which is why if you are interested in more about looking at your own chart or getting some questions answered, feel free to reach out to Larimar. Again, her information is going to be on the blog post if you want to get more insights on your own birth chart by someone who can look at all these different aspects. And um, as well, if you guys are listening and want to hear more episodes on astrology, I can always invite her back. So please do let me know on social media media or email as well. So another thing you mentioned that someone could do um, to kind of untap their personal empowerment and and self-realization is by looking into the fifth house in your chart. Can you tell us more about that? So the fifth house represents what you love and how you find pleasure in life. I know it sounds like a cliche, but when, when you do what you truly love, like you can best express yourself and you can best align with your purpose or heart's desire. Would you say it's like both self-expression and creative expression? Yes. And when we say creative, by the way, just in general on here, we're not talking about like you have to be a writer or poet or artist or painter or dancer, not the way that you would imagine creative endeavors is just anything that's birthed from you um anywhere from a literal child to um a project it could be a building it could be an idea like anything that is birthed from you is a creative expression so you know if you feel like you cannot relate because you're not an artist we're all essentially artists because we all create in some way shape or form um so that's what i think larimar means when she's talking about creative expression in the fifth house yes so the fifth house is related to self-empowerment and self-expression because it shows your ability to grab attention from others it's like the sun gravitating other planets and creating the system so it indicates your natural inborn qualities gifts when you look at your fifth house you can have a clue about what what you're genu- what you're genuinely good at mm. and so you mentioned for example you can look at what sign mm-hmm. is in your fifth house mm-hmm. and the qualities of that sign And you can also take a look at if there's a planet and if you do, what is the quality of that planet and how that might be expressed or manifested in your creation house, the fifth house, so to speak. Exactly. And there's one more thing that you can look into, and that is the ruling planet of the fifth house. Um, What do you mean exactly by the ruling planet of the fifth house? So let me just take a quick example. Let's say if you have Sagittarius in the fifth house, its ruling planet is Jupiter. And Jupiter does not have to be in that house. It can be anywhere in your birth chart, but still it's going to give you a clue in regards to how you can best express yourself. Okay, so you can have a, a, a planet in a house, and yeah. then you can have a sign on the in the house. And you can look at both the actual planet as well as the sign and which planet is associated to that sign. Exactly. Again, let's do a fun example. So what if someone has the sign of Taurus in their fifth house? How might that manifest in their life? 
So let's say this person has nothing in the fifth house, but just Taurus in the fifth house. Taurus is all about nurturing, growing something, and it also represents all types of physical values, and that includes money, time, energy, resources. So this pe- this person would be naturally good at growing something, since Taurus is ruled by Venus. Which is the planet of love and arts. This person can be really good at expressing himself or herself in an artistic way. Now we just talked about a sign in the fifth house. How about, let's say, what if someone has? I'm going to pick something that's kind of quote unquote difficult, just because I think it's fun to look at the challenging aspects or the ones that people generally believe to be challenging. So, what if you have Pluto in the fifth house, and you can tell us a little bit about why I I, I picked Pluto, why it's、oh. challenging, if you believe it or if you disagree. A lot of people in astrology community think that Pluto is very challenging, and that's because it represents like a total destruction, dra- transformation, and change. If someone has Pluto in the fifth house, there's going to be a lot of ups and downs. Structural changes in regards to love, romance, hobbies, creative expression, entertaining elements in their life. Because Pluto represents our deeper part of subconsciousness, which、mm-hmm. is not often obvious, so it can trigger some sort of fear. And only when it's surfaced up, we can acknowledge it and choose to heal. Or get past, but it's deeply healing at the same time. It's liberating.、Mm-hmm. Yes, totally. I think that there is always this fear with any change, anything that's you know transformative, or which transformative means something's going to change. I mean,、right. you know, the bottom line is something's shifting, something is expanding or mutating. It's a change is happening, and I just think it's a human quality to be fearful of change. Right. Even though you know, in hindsight, we see that oftentimes change was always for good. Even though when it was happening, we were like screaming and crying and hanging on to the old, you know, old whatever pattern or thing that we were holding on to.、Um, but yeah, I guess I think that's why I thought of Pluto as a quote unquote difficult aspect in、right. any house, really, because it means something is going to shift, right? Right. And Pluto also represents like renewal of our identity. Like we can reinvent ourselves. So, for example, when Pluto is in the fifth house, anything related to fifth house, like boyfriend, girlfriend, or your kids, or independent creative project, is going to help you transform your deeper part of sub- subconsciousness or psychology. Mm. So it's it's definitely like、uh, I think transformative, like you said. So I, I'm thinking, I'm feeling it's transformative. It can be healing and it can be expansive. Yes, depending on the way you know we take it.、Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah.、Um, so I wanted to. You didn't mention this, but I was just thinking yesterday before our chat. What about in terms of the North Node? How does that relate to our personal empowerment and self-realization? Do you think it's something? To uh, totally. I personally think that North Node is one of the most important symbol or placement that indicates 
our personal growth or the direction of our destiny, so to speak. According to ancient astrology, North Node is like the North Star. It's our final destination. So for example, if you have North Node in the fifth house, which I do, <laughs> it's about uh, developing the ability to express oneself creatively. That's a fun place to have a North Node. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, and of course, I am like simplifying a lot of... Uh, this can be over simplification because depending on in which sign you have North Node and what kind of aspects you have from other planets and houses, things can play out differently. Okay, so if I'm using the knowledge that I've learned today from you, um, mm -hmm. if you have a your North... By the way, guys, if you don't know what North Node is, I feel like North Node is, uh, in a way your purpose or your path for this lifetime because on the other spectrum south node which will always be the opposite of whatever your north node sign is 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 places and areas you already excel at just naturally coming into this life so we want to get out of our comfort zone you know so to speak and head towards our north um, our north node. So if you have a north node in the sign of Capricorn in the house, in the fifth house, let's just say, then your path or purpose has to do with building, creating, and working, so to speak, in a creative way, right? I feel like since the fifth house deal with, you know, creative expression and uh, self-expression, and then Capricorn is, of course, I mean, to put it simply, it's like responsibility and, and making something in a structured way. Yes. Uh-huh. So, which I see that already in what you do. You know, you're creating a business out of these creative pursuits that really you enjoy, but you're not just seeing them as hobbies. You're truly like putting the two together. Right. You're Capricornizing your fifth house. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> that's such an english thing turning everything into a verb yeah <laughs> so that's really cool um wow so i'm still quite interested in terms of looking at or discovering what what is empowering for an individual in terms of looking at our natal chart and could you give us a little bit more examples maybe a few more of different planets in our fifth house and what that will look like in terms of self-empowerment for that person. If someone has Mars in the fifth house or the ruling planet of the fifth house is Mars. So in this case, it's going to be Aries or Scorpio in the fifth house. These people will be better off by taking initiative action. Because Mars is all about action, masculine energy, learning new stuff and taking a lead. Mm -hmm. So if you're someone that has either an Aries on your in your fifth house, a Scorpio on your fifth in your fifth house, or if you have the planet of Mars sitting in your fifth house, these are some of the things that you can tap into, even if maybe right now you might not feel naturally inclined to do so because a lot of us, as I always say, have been programmed pretty deeply. Um, 
but there might be an inkling inside of you. And whenever you have had the opportunity to step into that kind of role, you felt really good about yourself. You, you know, you feel almost like it's natural, even though it, mentally you may not think that. So that's really interesting. So let's take another planet. Um, what about if you have a, a Venus? Yeah, if you have Venus in the fifth house or the ruling planet of the fifth house is Venus. In this case, it's going to be Taurus or Libra in the fifth house. The best way to empower yourself would be being receptive and kind of charming over, is it the right word, charming over others? Win people with your charm. Yeah, win people with your charms, not being too aggressive. Also, using your artistic abilities can be well suited. Mm-hmm. So if you have the planet of Venus in your fifth house, or if you have the sign of Libra or Taurus in the fifth house, um, a good way for you to step into your empowered presence would be to get in tune with those. I feel like, you know, those like earthly pleasures almost things that just make you feel good it doesn't have to be sensual necessarily but just mm. simple pleasures and things that you find you know beauty and, and harmony and value in so on an external level it could be just simply physical aesthetics mm-hmm. like and you could your job could be like a fashion blogger yeah or, or makeup something yes. uh-huh. and on an internal level uh making harmony with yourself would be crucial mm-hmm. which we all know is easier said than done <laughs> <laughs> True. You, you know everybody's searching for inner harmony i can actually make a contrast uh with mars because if you have mars in the fifth house you'll be actually better off by being more competitive go get something because Mars has its hunter's minds to it versus Venus is more harmonizing, balanced, and receptive. Mm, I see. I see. I'm really curious to know whoever's listening, if you resonate with any of this. And if you are somewhat of a beginner to astrology, I know this can feel and sound super overwhelming. Trust me, I know. Uh, I've only recently dove deeper into all these aspects. So uh, if you guys, you know, have any questions, please either email me, uh, reach out to me, or again, I will leave all of Larimar's information on the blog post. Larimar, thank you so much for being here. And I just also want to let you guys know, you can also watch her YouTube channel, which is Larimar Creative. That's L-A-R-I-M-A-R k-r-i-a-t-i-v-e if you just type that up into um, on youtube i mean there's a lot of great free astrology content that can get you started if you're interested in learning more and you're just feeling a little bit confused right now you can visit her website at larimarcreative.com and larimar if there's anything uh, any projects that you've worked on or been working on that you're really excited to share with listeners um, feel free to let us know so i recently launched my first book about astrology and it's called the stellar wisdom of rising signs one step closer to know who you are Ooh. so if you guys are interested in what your rising sign means this can go way beyond your sun sign 
and it explains all 12 houses of your birth chart. This could be a really good intro for those who are just getting into astrology. And thank you all for listening. We do have a private Facebook group that you can join. It's a really great and safe community to share your journeys and have support from other people that are in the group. Also pass back to you, we have a Instagram. Thanks everyone and thanks Lermar again. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode.